I, so, I went to the 99 cent store the other day, and sometimes they have some interesting finds. And one of them were these um, cookie sandwiches, and they're durian flavored. What is durian? So, um, durian is this very exotic fruit. It is it's similar to like jackfruit kind of in like the way it looks. And it's like this big giant spiky fruit and like you crack it open. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And one of the big things about durian is that people are like, it smells like death. And I've never smelled durian before and I've kind of always wanted to try it. So I see these durian flavored cookie sandwiches And I Mm -hmm, was like, oh, mm -hmm. my gosh, that's cool. Like, I'm going to get them. Now, um, I'm assuming. (laughs) So one thing I noticed about these cookie sandwiches is that, like, in most cookie sandwich packages, they're in a sleeve. No, no. These are individually wrapped. (laughs) So already. I thought that's better. That's better than what I thought it was going to be because I thought they were just going to be like free roam in the box. You no, know? no, like, nay, nay. Free range. Um, I'm pretty sure that they have to be individually wrapped because if you were to open and you could smell all of them at once. You might die. Yeah, I opened up. Oh, I opened up one of the cookies because um, while I was waiting, I was going to eat one and I was going to be like, oh, durian's not that bad. Um, So like. Oh, um, I wish I had smell a vision. No, you don't. No, I want to experience rotting onions. It smells like it smells like rank, rancid, rotting onions. And I can, I like, okay, who, ooh, no, um, hold on. I have to, I have to take this box off of my desk hold on i'm so sorry i can't i can't <laughs> nope can't do it this box needs to leave my you can't house be around it yeah it needs to leave my house hold on <laughs> Ooh, that fruit let me just say that fruit was designed by satan himself <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's its defense mechanism. Nobody wants to eat it because it smells like it, ass. No, it smells worse than ass. Okay. <laughs> Look here. I wake up with a cat asshole in my face like almost every day. <laughs> I don't think that the durian beats that. I would rather smell my own cat's butthole. <laughs> Than ever, ever That's smell fair. that That's smell fair. again. Like, you know that episode of Spongebob where he's, he, he has really stinky breath and he makes that guy, like, do that weird face and, like, yeah, you know, yeah. stroke out? That's how I felt smelling that. Yes. I, I legitimately, like, I'm worried that if I smell too hard right now, like, if I inhale too much, I'll re-smell it again. Like, it was it was so bad. And I thought that like it was durian flavor too. It wasn't even like actual durian was in it. It like I read the ingredients and it was literally just durian flavoring. If that <sighs> No, that was bad. That was it was enough. real bad. I don't know. I don't know how people ingest it. I don't I don't know. The smell is 
I, I, cause like, how do you eat something without smelling it? You can't. And so I just, exactly, I'm very uncomfortable yeah. with the situation that just happened. I, I do apologize. I'm sorry that your endeavor didn't go very no, well. No, it's okay. I'm going to drink this Capri Sun. That sounds Sun quite awful. And, uh, everything will be okay. Everything will be okay. I want you to know that I had, uh, not nearly as devastating of an experience. Oh, good. Okay. Um, but I'm. I'm a fan of Pedialyte, and so I tried the adult version, Electrolyte. Yeah, and it's trash. Is it? Damn it! They started selling those uh, at the place next to my house. All I can say is that for Shirzies, I know the Berry Bliss edition is absolutely disgusting, but I'm still drinking it because I bought it and it's not cheap. Well, yes, that's fair. So I'm going to get fucking hydrated. Would you like to hear what else happened this uh, yes. week? Did I tell you about my flat tire already? No. I got a flat tire on the side of the highway last week. Damn. I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. And apparently uh, new Fords have uh, lug nut covers on them and they expand when they get too hot. And so oh, I couldn't no. even change my own goddamn tire. I had to call somebody to come change my tire. So I then had to limp it to work like three miles oh, no. so I could get someone to change my tire. And my tire was shredded and off the rim by the time that I got to work. Wow. Oh, man. That is rough. And then Sunday? Monday. Yeah. Sunday or Monday. I was at work. I was in Sedona. So when I get off on at Sedona, I don't get home till like 7, 7.30-ish. Right. And I get a call from V, and she's all, I can't find Ringo. Pretty sure he's in the neighbor's yard. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. He killed a turkey. He killed one of her mama turkeys. She was laying, God she was hatching God damn eggs. it. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah so now what? we have oh, to pay for a turkey. Lord. And um, And he's, chickens. I don't know if she's going to make us pay for the chickens because they were just like, they were the foster chickens. She was letting live out the rest of their days. But the turkey, but the turkey was actually a breeding turkey. So I had to go drop money on a harness that he couldn't break the clips on. So I had to go buy like a $60 harness with metal clips on it. Damn. And a steel cable. So when he goes potty, he gets put on a cable. Wow. And... Then we just went and spent a shit ton of money on a fence so we can put up a new fence. Ringo is a naughty, naughty boy lately. I fucking know. Oh, and we have real, we have sad news. The baby Hmm. Abaddon, she tested positive for the fleet feline leukemia virus. Yeah. Shit. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's okay. We decided, because she's been with the cats three weeks, they've been sharing food, water, and litter, and grooming each other. The odds of our cats also not having it at this point is very low, you know? Like, they probably have it. So we're just going to let them live out the rest of their lives with each other and deal with medical expenses as they come. I am so grateful that all of the animals in my house usually stay relatively low maintenance. Oh, yeah. It was great. She seems... So far, she seems fine. She, I mean, she had that respiratory issue when we first got her. But she finished her rounds of meds and is totally fine. But... Yeah. Hell, you probably wouldn't have even known for a exactly, while Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I figured. Yeah. I was like, eh. 
I mean, it's still not great news. I'm sorry. But, you know, at the very least, you know. At least know. we know. Yeah. You know now and mm-hmm. can be prepared. Well, we, when I went to to the park with my friend Oliver, I took Umbersol yeah. with us. And, yeah. And he he was okay. He wasn't great. Oh, no. <laughs> he hasn't gotten he hasn't gotten out much recently. He did. I was able to get him past like a, a handful of dogs without him throwing a temper tantrum. However, um, Oliver had to step away from me for like a couple seconds so that he could grab a poop bag for me because, of course, that's the first thing Umbrasil did when he got to the park. And I had been dumb enough to forget baggies, so <clears throat> he went venturing off, and he started moving away. And Umbrasil had the absolute most insane meltdown over it um be like he was jumping up he loves oliver he was jumping up hitting trying to hit me in the face he was screaming (laughs) and then there is the there are this family um like that was by the like in one of the like gazebo type things and this family is just kind of chuckling and i'm like "Ah, my dog's an embarrassment and then I was like, he doesn't even like me. He wouldn't do that for me. And I went to go, I handed him off to to Oliver and went to go throw the poop bag away. And sure enough, he started screaming at me as well. So, I mean, it made me feel a little love. I just say, nice. that's nice. That is nice to know that he also does it for you and not just Oliver. Yes, uh, that was at least uh, slightly touching. But honestly, I, I'm kind of grateful to say that I have had a relatively uneventful week. That's nice. Yeah. Still trying to get the marriage license finished. Let me just tell you, the way that they have this set up is kind of annoying. So um, because of COVID, they're really trying to encourage people to do it online. And I mean, naturally, that's almost easier anyways. Yeah. It means that I don't have to drag Chris out of the house just to get this done. And but the thing is, so they have you fill out this form and everything has to match your ID or your driver's license. Fine. Well, on our IDs, it's only our middle initial. However, on the form that they have you fill out online, they ask for your middle name. And I was like, well, watch me not put my full middle name. And they're going to be like, oh, you can't just use your middle initial. We need your full middle name. And so I put my full middle name thinking that's what they wanted. And then I went through and they make you go through this whole process. So basically you have to get your IDs scanned into your computer And then you have to upload those when you're filling out the form. Once you fill out that form, they send you a link that has the affidavit that you need to sign. You and your partner need to sign. Um, Now, mind you, the signatures have to match exactly what is on your fucking driver's license. But then you have to go through that. And once you finish that, you have to scan that back into the computer and send that back over. And then they review the whole thing. So we went through this whole fucking shit. And I finally get I get it you know, sent in. I'm excited. I'm like, all right, here we go. I figured the phone call would happen. No, because I wrote our full middle names down instead of our initials, like is on the fucking driver's license and ID. We had to do the whole thing over again. Are you serious? Yes. And because I don't have a laptop or a computer, it's a multi-day process for me. Mm -hmm. They make it a real pain in the ass to get married. Wow. I didn't. That would be just. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. So there's that. Um, also, in other wedding related news, I'm sure everybody listening is probably so tired about hearing about this. And believe me, I wasn't expecting to have a real wedding, y'all. <laughs> so this is as tiring for me as it is for you. So if I have to be exhausted by it, everyone else does. So my cousin Nicole 
is coming to the wedding. Mm-hmm. As is her mom. What? Yeah. That's cool. So she called me the other night and <clears throat> she uh, we, she was tell- congratulating me on the wedding. And she was like, oh, is anybody from the family coming? And I was like, no, I don't think anybody really can. And she was outraged. <laughs> she was absolutely outraged. And she's like, no, somebody from our family needs to be there. I'm, I'm do." And she bought the plane tickets while I was on the phone with her. I love that. That's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah, then she, well, and then her mom was like, give me your itinerary. So her mom ended up buying plane tickets for herself, too. So I'm pretty excited. I'm trying to see if I can get the day before off as well as a Tuesday so that I can spend, like, a day with them because all my off time was taken after the wedding for our vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it kind of makes it a little harder now because they're coming in on Friday and I have to work all fucking, that's literally the start of my work week. Yeah. But they already knew, like, I they I already gave them a heads up, like, hey, I have to work these days, so mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully I'll get that Tuesday off so I can at least have, like, one day before, like, the wedding and before they leave, because they're literally leaving a couple hours after the wedding. Oh, shit. Well, that's super awesome that they're going to be there. I'm really excited. Like, I'm super, I'm super grateful that they're going to come out and uh, come to the wedding and come visit, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool, you know. Only Chris's mom has been able to make it out, so it'll be nice to get some more family seeing that we're doing a lo- good and we're not living in a cardboard box. Yay! It's a step up from a cardboard <laughs> box. Yes, it may be a single step up, but it is a step. And that's all that matters. A step up from a cardboard box is like an appliance box. You guys are way above that. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. But yeah, so I mean, uh, I'm excited about that. And then I think uh, I just have to call this restaurant on Monday to see if they're good with Cornish uh, Pixies. <laughs> Cornish Pixies. Uh, you, well, it's really funny because um, I keep thinking the amount of people that are actually going to end up coming to this wedding. We're at like 30. Wow. And that doesn't include like you and V because, you know. You're more than guests. <laughs> so um, I'm kind of shitting myself. If this doesn't turn out really cool, I'm going to look like an idiot. No, you're not. All right. Well, I think I think I've talked for long enough. We have a story to get to today. Whoop, and I'm whoop. pretty pumped about it. Me too. So. Oh, that's not it. Well, we got to do it. My notes here. Do you want to wait? Oh, that's right. We have an intro. We have an <laughs> intro that exists. Hi, guys. I'm Liz. And I'm Allie. And welcome to That Shit Is Fucked. A.K.A. T.S.I.F. If it's weird, spooky, creepy, or just fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. Ugh. A.K.A. T.S.I.F. If it's weird, spooky, creepy, or just fucked up, we're going to talk about it. So if you're into the fucked up shit like we are, strap on in and we'll take you for a ride. Buckle up, motherfuckers. Nice. Nice. All right. So um, I'm really excited. So... Anyone who listens to this podcast is probably already going to have heard of this name because 
well, y'all are weird too. Today, we're going to be talking about Robert the doll. Oh, no. <laughs> First off, you're doing a paranormal. I know. Well, you know, so I try I try to do other things other than true crime. You're like, I know, but is this your like is this like your first paranormal story? No. What exorcisms? Uh, I did a three-part series on exorcisms, ma'am. Is that paranormal? Is it? Is it? Is it? Because yeah, are demons paranormal. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought. Maybe, Anyways, thought maybe it was like extraterrestrial or something. <laughs> nope, nope. They are not from outer space. Technically, anyway. <laughs> regardless. Moving on. Irregardless. Um, so one thing I. <laughs> I hate you. So I didn't realize this, but apparently Robert lives in Key West, Florida. So he is uh, a Florida doll. He's retired. <laughs> uh, no, he's definitely not retired. But, but uh, gotcha. Uh, but he is of retiring age. He is 111 years old. Damn. He stands 40 inches tall, so he's considered like you know a life-size doll, and he can be seen at Fort. At the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. He sports a sailor outfit, cap and all, and holds a small stuffed dog. He is made of felt and straw. Gross. Felt. Why is there? Oh, yeah. I know. I'm not a big fan of felt. Yep. But that's not the point. We don't have to touch him. Probably best you don't. I really don't want to. His origin story. No. Robert's origin story is a relatively debated. There's like some legend that tries to kind of say he, like he was created with voodoo. There's other, you know, it's just some say that, you know, it was like such a strong bond between him and the little boy that owned him that therefore caused this energy to be created. But it was so Robert's kind of history was traced back. The most common theory he was given as a birthday gift to a little boy named Robert Eugene Otto by his grandfather. And it's suspected they kind of traced how he was manufactured. Uh, he They traced his manufacturer back to Germany. And I guess he was made by the Steif, Steif company? Steifs. Steifs. So this company actually apparently manufactured the first teddy bear. It's believed that Robert the doll must have been a very expensive storefront mannequin just based on how he was made. Wait, so like, I'm sorry, a storefront mannequin as opposed to like a play doll? Yes. Is okay. That's what's, be- it, that is the purpose that he was originally believed to have had. A felt mannequin. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Upon receiving the doll in the early 1900s, Robert Eugene Otto began calling his doll Robert and he started going by Gene. Okay. That's fair. I mean, if there's if there's two people with the same name, someone's got to get a nickname. That's just like the that's the right thing to do, right? Like you just automatically either you both get a nickname or someone assumes a nickname. Like that's the socially acceptable thing. Yeah, so he did the only thing that was correct in that particular situation. Gene <laughs> loved the doll so so much. Some people would probably say he was obsessed with it. I would probably agree. Anywhere that Gene went, the doll was there. And actually, the sailor suit that Robert wears today was probably one of Gene's outfits from when he was a younger boy. Ew. Yeah. So he he developed a really, you know, un, unhealthy, unhealthy bond 
with uh, this doll. And eventually his family would kind of begin here. They'd walk by his room and they would hear Gene talking to himself, but in different voices. <laughs> How are you today? Oh, I'm fine. How are you today? It probably hey, hey. sounded just like that. Oh, most definitely. I, I would hope that's what it sounded like. Okay, because like, here's the thing. Like, you know, in all the movies when they portray like somebody like like uh, a haunting or something and it's causing a, like it's speaking somehow, it's always a very vastly different voice from that person's voice. Right. And like as a viewer, I'm like, well, that doesn't sound like the person at all. Yeah. Like, obviously, we know that that's different. to not believe this. You know, and I just wonder, like, I, I would hope, I would really hope that <laughs> it sounded similar enough to where they were like, that's definitely our child talking. Just not, with it. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? I understand. I'm understanding this. Yes. Because yeah. like if it went Thank from you. like, oh, little, you know, eight year old boy going, and then it's all, you know, like that'd be a little different. Yeah, like a baritone man. So I don't know. Anyways, I hope that it was uh, close enough to where they probably didn't think that there was a stranger in their child's room. But some other uh, things that occurred. So his family would run into his room in the middle of the night after hearing Gene scream, right? But when they got to the room, they would find all of his furniture had been like tossed around the room, overturned. And Gene was super scared and kind of like shaking in the corner and would blame it on Robert. Mm, Robert has anger issues. Right. I'm just picturing, literally, I'm just picturing like this. Oh, well, anyways, I'm sorry. My brain hurts. Um, We're we're recording later than normal, so Mm -hmm. my brain isn't equipped. Take all that out. Take it out. Okay. Anyways, they would see their kid being horrified by all of his. And and like, I don't know. I don't see a little kid being able to overturn a bunch of his own furniture. Yeah, no. Like, not maybe. I, I don't know. I just can't, yeah, like, it's not fathomable for a child to be, to have the strength to do that. Yeah, right. Robert, so Robert also got blamed when Jude's family would find his toys, like, torn apart and mutilated, or when objects would just fly across a room. Like, they were being thrown or, like, mysteriously floating? Um, I think, like, they're mysteriously being thrown. Mm-hmm. Okay. It didn't really specify. Sorry, I got like one of my cats has the case of the crack kitties. Mm, love that. So naturally, his parents did the right thing and moved the doll into the attic. Oh, I was going to say put him in therapy. They should have done that too. I mean, instead of getting rid of the doll, they just put him in the attic. All right. The whole time, though, when I was researching this, I all I could think of was one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid. Um, it's called Drop Dead Fred. And not many people have seen it, but it's basically about this adult woman who is going through a really tough time in her life. She's going through like a divorce and she's like having a really, really hard time with it. And she's got like a really overbearing, shitty mom. She goes to stay with her mom and finds her imaginary friend from childhood that she used to blame all the bad shit that would happen because he would actively be causing it because he was a troublemaker. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he helps her be... Be the adult she deserves to be and be happy and all was well. Holy There's shit. the synopsis. Okay. Yep. Spoilers. That's what it made me think of. So, yeah, they moved uh, Robert up into the attic and, and Gene grew up. 
He, he became an adult. He left for college eventually. He started studying painting at the Academy of Fine Arts in Chicago for a few years. Now, mind you, he he always like was an artist. Like as a kid, he painted as well, even like through his friendship with Robert. He always he was he was always painting and doing art as a child. So this made a lot of sense for him. He even ended up working as an artist in New York and then later on Paris. Ooh. I know, right? And all of this was done without Robert. Robert was not there for this. He met his wife, Annette Parker, while he was in Paris. They got married May 3rd of 1930 and moved back to New York within a couple of years. And then during the Great Depression, Jean sold furniture while Anne performed music at at the Rainbow Room at the Rockefeller Center. Rockefeller Center. He and Anne did end up moving to Key West when he found out that his mother had gotten sick. Hmm. It was Robert. Which is really sweet. Oh, that's terrible. But damn, you might be right. Mm-hmm. After it's time Jean's to come mom, home, Jean. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so after his, his mom passed away, Gene uh, and his wife moved back into her home and he picked his friendship up with Robert right where he left it. I, get, I don't know why that just gave me goosebumps. I don't know why. It's just so creepy to me. Oh, I mean, well, imagine, though, because once like it was the exact same as when he was a kid. So wherever Gene went, Robert went with him. I don't like that. And naturally, as a normal wife would any any wife, any partner would probably agree and did not want Robert staying in their room. So That's fair. That's G- That is a yeah. reasonable request. That is more than reasonable. And Gene was like, "Cool, okay." So he made the attic into like a full-fledged bedroom for Robert. It was complete with like children's toys, children's furniture. It was like a full room for like a living person. And he still didn't go to therapy? <laughs> Probably not. Gene and in like he he actually made his studio the attic as well. So like he would paint with Robert next to him. That's creepy. Did he paint Robert? I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Now, when Gene's health started started failing as as it does when you get old, it was reported that he did spend the majority of his remaining time alive talking to Robert the doll. And when he passed away, Anne ended up selling. Now, mind you, when he passed away, he wrote his wife out of his will. <gasps> and gave it all to Robert? He, so he, I guess he had found out that his wife's mom had written him out of her will or something. And so his revenge was writing his own wife out of his will? I don't know. That's weird. No, he left everything to his sister. Hmm. Um, His wife and him owned the home together. She got the house and she ended up selling it to uh, a neighbor named William Geyser. And along with the home, and gave him Robert the doll. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, Geyser was Robert's caretaker for about 20 years before he ended up being passed on to a woman named Myrtle Reuter. Roto-Rooter. Roto-Rooter. I guess Robert didn't cause any problems until Myrtle sold the artist's house, um, which is where he was, which is what Jean's house had been turned into. She sold it in 1980. Hmm. And then she moved to a new home where she ended up, she ended up putting Robert on the, like, porch. And she started... She said that, like, um, so she put him on the porch and everything, but uh, Myrtle claimed that, like, shortly after things began, 
happening around Robert. So she began observing him moving. One time, I guess he even locked her in a room. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Yeah. Now, this isn't the only time that he's been reported as being seen moving. When when Robert was back with Jean as an adult, he Jean would, like, say and do mean things to Anne. And once again, like, he would blame it on Robert. And all the local children claim to have seen Robert moving from his attic window. Ooh. Ooh. So, like, people had already kind of been like, hey, this this like doll moves. Yeah, that's 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 not that's, normal. Yeah, that's this is already an established thing. Yeah, this is this is weird. But yeah, so like at that point, she was like, mm, I don't like that. Not a big fan. And people who I guess she like rented out the house to people sometimes but people during that time would claim that they would hear childlike noises coming from the attic and they would all like when they went to go like investigate it they would notice that robert had changed positions oh i don't like that this is like Mm -hmm. a this is like real life toy story shit oh yeah there were also people who believed that like they would like if they were looking at robert they would see his facial expression change as well oh yeah so in 1994, Myrtle brought Robert the doll to the Fort East Martello Museum, where he currently resides. So the Key West Art and Historical Society assistant, director Joe Pays, he kept the doll in his office for a while, and he shared his office with the museum director, Susan Olson. He he also began to believe that Robert was moving because, the, like, the chair that Robert would sit in would move, not necessarily just Robert. And so he actually started, like, marking the floor where the chair's feet were to see if he could catch movement. But the director, Susan, she said that Robert made her feel really uncomfortable. She didn't want him in the office So he ended up being placed in their artifact storage room. And at this point, he had kind of gained traction as like, you know, a little bit of a local celebrity. Yeah. Like people could make an appointment to visit him and like to see him. In 1996, he he was so popular at that point that he was actually put on display. Wow. Over the years, people have definitely had some really strange experiences that they attribute to Robert. Author David Sloan was, I believe he was trying to write a book on Robert, and he lost four hard drives while writing his book. Damn. Out of all of those hard drives, the only thing that could not be recovered was the manuscript that he was writing. Oh, shit. Yeah. He also claimed at one point that he was like pulled out of his bed and levitated. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Yeah, not a big fan. That's exorcist vibes right there. One very interesting thing is that Robert receives a lot of fan mail these days. His fan mail is a little on the odd side, but what isn't in this case? He receives a lot of apology letters. Really? Yes. Like apologizing for what? So there are pre-established rules when you go to visit Robert, and I'll get into those in a second, but when people don't follow those rules bad things tend to happen to them after their visit with Robert. Mm. People have reported declining health, extreme bad luck, car wrecks, various other misfortunes from not following Robert's rules upon meeting him. And these are what the rules are. If you visit Robert the doll, you are supposed to be respectful, introduce yourself, tell him where you're from, Ask permission before taking a photo of him. This is the one that isn't followed the most often. Mm -hmm. And make sure to thank Robert before 
leaving. People also began bringing Robert candy and like giving him candy. Like people send him bags of candy too, like peppermints and stuff like that. Damn. Yeah, that's that's Robert the doll. I don't I don't like him. No, no. Be respectful. We like Robert. <sighs> we like Robert. Don't sound so disenthused about it. <laughs> Unenthused. Disenthused. Disenthused. What the fuck? Robert sounds like a um an interesting time. Yes. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I'm being dead serious. When I was, like, writing this research up, I got the biggest fucking headache. <laughs> Robert's coming for you. You better write him an yeah, apology he might letter. Be coming for me. Yeah. And it's funny because he, he actually inspired the movie by the same name. It's called Robert. It's the movie about the the nanny who takes care of the little the little boy doll. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Named Robert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was an inspiration for that. Uh, nah. I know. All sorts of ick. I don't like it. I don't like I it know. at all. And Liz over here looks tired. She's yawning. I so know. on that note... <laughs> i'm sorry on that note we're gonna wrap things up no don't be sorry i'm also very tired so we'll wrap things up here hopefully you guys enjoyed hearing about robert we'll cover some other haunted things i'm sure in the future we've got other haunted dolls we can talk about (laughs) so many haunted dolls all of the haunted things on that note if you guys want to follow us on our social medias check us out at the tsif podcast um that's going to be on instagram twitter and facebook We are probably most active on Instagram. We post at least once a week so that we can give a little picture of what we're going to be talking about. Then, of course, we have our uh, online store where we've got stickers up for sale. Shopbigcartel.com slash the TSIF podcast. We have our Gmail where you can send us in your own stories. Send us um, what you think about an episode. Really, anything you want, really. just Um, You can just say hi. It's going to be... Yeah, you can just say hi. Uh, that's going to be the TSIF podcast at gmail.com. And of course, we have our website, which is the TSIF podcast.wix.site forward slash the TSIF podcast. Crushed it. And that's crushed it. And that's what we have for you guys today. So, uh, as always, we love you, BBs. Thank you for listening. And we'll uh, catch you on the flip side. See you later, dude. Bye. Bye. That might have been our best one.